0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into
1: how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve.
2: Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I'm so excited as we bring you another exciting episode of Thriving Entrepreneur to help you thrive in your life, your business, in all of those things that you do to make you massively powerful and just simply being you. How does that sound, how does that feel? I love the whole concept of that because to me, there is just really nothing more empowering than when we have a powerful ability to show up as the best version of ourselves. Do you have a big vision? I bet you do. I know I do as well, and I'm so excited for it. I see in my mind the millions of people whose lives I'm going to touch, the authors that I can help be the best version of themselves through having that powerful messaging. I'm here for you to help you share your heart-centered message to the people in need that you are meant to serve. Helping them reach the needs. Helping you reach the needs of that one reader. You know, because if we only ever just reached one person, that would be so much more than enough. And you're going to reach millions too. But I always encourage you to focus on that one person. So that with your best-selling book, which is only just the beginning of all the impact you're gonna make in the world. You can change the life of that one individual that you were put on this earth to meet their needs. And you know what? As I'm always telling you, your book, your message, it's the strong foundation of everything that you do and beyond. It makes all of it better. That's what my mission, that's what my vision in the world is. What's yours? I'd love for you, for those of you that are on uh, the website and watching this from my website, to comment and say, you know, to go on your social media, hashtag thriving entrepreneur, and share with the world. What is your mission? What is your vision? What are you going to do that's going to rock this world, that's going to change the world with your messaging? Because your story matters. Who you are matters. And you need to share who you are with the world. You need to have a solid you to be able to then share just who you are with the world. You need to create underneath of yourself first the firm foundation of a good self-esteem and good internal messaging, that you're saying good things about yourself and to yourself, and then have that move out from internal to external, to sharing with the world the amazing things, the amazing person that you are in this world. I'm excited to announce that we are going to do our next summit coming up in November. It's going to be the 8th, 9th, and 10th. And I will be getting you some uh, links to be able to register for that here coming up in the next week or so. We've got some really exciting uh, you know, people that are going to be speakers on this particular event. And I really want you to know that this one is about you. Uh, All of them are, but this one especially is about your mission, your message, and finding mastery in your life. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that with you. I'm looking forward to talking with you today about your purpose in life. When you really truly get your purpose in life, then you can hone the message that is you. You can hone that in so that you fulfill your life's mission, that you do that thing that only you can do and you can show up powerfully while it's called today. Your message matters. Your words matter. I've often said words mean things and I really understand more so maybe now than ever before in the world how important it is for us to first understand that internal stuff, to go to a place where we see ourselves internally as beautiful, as the wonderful creation that we are, and then take and share that message with the world. Your messaging, internally as well as externally, is so important so powerful, so needed, so necessary, so above and beyond that I really do hope that you will continue the process of thriving in all that you do, of honing that mission and message that you have to be the best you you can be while it's called today. Your message matters, and it's time to share You with the world. I've got a couple of really great guests that are going to help us with that today. Really hone in our messaging to the point where you can make a difference right now today in this world just by being you. So as we learn about our messaging and find out just how important both our internal and our external message matters... I hope that you will take some notes, that you will dive in deep with me today as we all work together to learn how to live every day of our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to jump right into both of our guests. God, some exciting stuff here for you, and I am looking forward for us all thriving together in these messages today. Me and welcoming Jesse and Renee Dunn. Hey guys, how are you doing today?
3: Great, how are you, Steve?
4: Great, Steve, thanks.
2: I apologize, Renee, I didn't even try to attempt to say your middle name or maiden name or whatever it is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> La montagne Renee La montagne Dunn. <laughs> it's a Brilliant. mouthful.
2: Yeah. So the book is called the Go Broken to Beautiful Manual. Um, It's one of a couple of manuals you have for an exciting course you guys do. Um, But first, tell us a little bit about the two of you and how you show up in the world.
4: Well, my name is Renee Dunn, and Jesse and I have a program called Go Broken to Beautiful for Women, Go Broken to Badass for Men. Uh, Our company is New View Concepts. We uh, it's threefold. We actually have uh, coaches that we train life coaches. We call them personal responsibility coaches because we help people learn to be uh, more response. We help people to respond better, excuse me, to life by being more productive and uh, efficient in their decisions, their life skills, their tools that they need to stop their negative thinking patterns and you know, realize success in all areas of life. We also have, we train our coaches, we uh, work with our coaches, uh, with clients. And then we also have a project that we call the prison project. Uh, Jesse and I started a foundation a couple months ago called the Go Broken to Beautiful Foundation. And we have been working as coaches with inmates in jails, three different jails now for the last six months, and we've had such tremendous success with our coaches and these people that we are now taking this program nationwide, so we're pretty excited about that.
2: So needed in a time when a person is truly broken to be able to have an opportunity to have Uh, you know, hope and a future in a very hopeless time. So tell us a little bit about the program. I mean, obviously people need to join the course in order to learn it all and get the manual to get a little taste of it. But tell us a little bit about how it works.
3: Yeah, so the course and the manual begins with laying certain foundational principles. Uh, The whole concept here is not a program just to feel better, just to kind of put uh, lipstick on a lipstick pig, as the proverb goes. But we genuinely believe that uh, this is the program because to be better is better than just feel better. And so we lay some foundational principles. We teach about the three paradigms of the mind and how to identify when you're operating at a certain paradigm and what to do about it, to control thinking, to direct thinking, and then even to perfect thinking. And then uh, with those foundational principles in place, we uh, teach with certain tools, how to identify your purpose in life, how to identify where you are and uh, with other kinds of tools then how to move forward toward that purpose and we focus on six main areas of life your physical well-being your psychological emotional well-being your spiritual well-being your social well-being financial well-being and then business and career growth so it's a holistic program based on these foundational principles and uh, really give some uh, direction and insight about your life and how to move forward.
2: So what are some of the breakthroughs that people have experienced in going through the program?
4: They learn new tools to stop their uh, negative thinking patterns, Uh, quantum thought tools. You know, every action, every success, every failure starts with a thought. And if you, um, everything, you know, success or failure begins with thoughts. So we teach them how to stop their negative thinking patterns and replace those with positive so that they can actually direct their lives on purpose with purpose.
3: We, we have so many exciting stories about this, Steve. <laughs> one, one of my favorite happens to be uh, a young woman who was in jail she's coming out and has made such remarkable progress and is so excited that now she wants to become a coach and go back in to teach these same principles to her former uh, inmates teammates and uh, and it's just thrilling to see that kind of growth and that kind of turnaround and you know as this explodes you can just imagine the impact that it might have, particularly in the lives of these individuals, but overall, perhaps on incarceration uh, rates and re What's the word?
4: Recidivism. (laughs) Recidivism. That's a big word. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I'm glad you knew
2: it. I wouldn't have guessed.
4: (laughs) That number is very high. Around 65%. And that's that means if an inmate, a prisoner goes into jail with no skills, and there is no program to help them overcome their stumbling blocks in jail, when they come out of jail, the likelihood of them going back in there is pretty, pretty high, around 65, 70%. And what our goal is, our objective is, is to break that generational cycle of crime and abuse and poverty and help these people have a leg up so that they can, number one, have a purpose in life and to do something of significance, you know, if they can, if they can train as a personal responsibility coach at their desire, if they so wish they can actually be paid by the foundation to go in and help us with this prison project.
3: And so, you know, that, that's an example of some of the dramatic results with that population, but our clients come from all walks of life. We have an owner of a uh, beauty salon who is just blossoming with the foundational principles that uh, she's employing in her life and making the kinds of uh, decisions that, in a guided way, really brings to fruition what her deep desires and goals Our objective is to ignite lives lived by intentional design rather than default, and that transforms problems into solutions for people, barriers into breakthroughs, I can't into I can, and defeats into victories. And so we're seeing it across a wide spectrum of individuals, and uh, it's just an exciting sort of project that we've taken on here.
2: So this is the manual for the course. It's the full manual. It's not like, you know, cliff notes or something. It's the full manual for the course and the manual itself sells for like 50 bucks. Um, you know, the course being a several thousand dollar course, what can a person uh, expect to experience from going through the manual? If they went through it by themselves? I mean, obviously they should take the course, but what would they get if they went through the manual by themselves?
3: Well, they, they get the full meal. This is not a teaser kind of thing, and um, it, it, it's not a deal where you have to sign up for the coaching, even though we greatly recommend that. Um, but y- you get the full deal. So you get every exercise, every tool, all the uh, summary quiz kinds of things to make sure that you've uh, captured the material. The uh, suggested steps to take, um, and at the end, uh, what you'll have is your customized plan to to move forward. And so it's all there. there there's nothing left out.
4: Except the videos <laughs> on the course. It's, it's magnificent too, Steve, because six months ago when we started introducing this to inmates in jail, that's the only uh, piece, the only material uh, that they had of ours was the the, uh, the manual, and fortunately, the administration of one particular jail kept those uh, on file so that the inmates could actually take those out and check those books out so that they could start the program. And uh, we've had such tremendous, such tremendous success with that manual. It's just been amazing to watch. If they continue to do their homework, if they really dive deep and practice those tools in there and learn the skills, you know, they'll have those for the rest of their lives to combat temptation or procrastination or bad life skills, bad habits. They can overcome all of that stuff if they learn these skills and practice these tools.
2: That's a really powerful course, powerful book. I am going to put the link in for it. You can get the manual today for free. Um, For somebody just listening that, you know, doesn't want to read, (laughs) because some of us do that, give us step one. What is something that a person could do right now while they're listening or after they get done listening uh, to begin to start moving from broken to beautiful?
3: So it it begins with understanding at a deep level what your desires are. And uh, one of the tools, for example, that we use that you can begin right now to use is uh, what we call the Just For Today tool. And understanding, you know, the direction you want to go just for today. let, let me back up for just a second. This springs out of our own experiences of brokenness. And uh, and it might be interesting for your audience to know that uh, there was a period, a three-year period of my life where I experienced divorce, the loss of a very close loved one, uh, some depression, some homelessness, bankruptcy, I was a mess, and, uh, and so I was able to employ uh, what now have become tools in this manual. One of those important tools for me was just for today, and for me it was an important thing just for today in that condition to get up out of bed at the time that I should get out of bed and to take a shower just for today. If I did those two things, it was a victory. And then I could add another victory and another victory and another victory until I climb towards the uh, goal that I had in my life. And so if, if you want a simple starting point just for today, pick that one thing that challenges you and do it.
2: Mm, That is so good. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Now I want to think what is going to be my one just for today thing. I like that. All right. So for people who, I think there's two different groups of people that I'm thinking of that want to uh, work with you. There's people who would like to be supporters of all that you're doing with the prison uh, you know, program. And then there's people that need to take the course. So let's kind of break that into both parts. Uh, first of all, for somebody that wants to help or support with the prison program, um, is there a different place they go to or is that all in the same place? How can they help? What do you need help with and how can they help?
4: Oh my goodness. We, we need board members for sure. Uh, we do have donors, but we'd love to have donors come on and help us with this. Uh, the The foundation is building the website as we speak. We do have a bank account now in the 501c3. We're, we're really just poised. It's like giving birth to a baby. It's just amazing what we're doing, but We have people coming on board with us to help. We need people, committee members. We need uh, people to write letters and help us with getting into the prisons and and assessing the needs of the prisons, the prisoners. We need people to come in and train as personal responsibility coaches, not only to walk into the prison system, but to also work with our clients coming in. Um, We we need people that... uh, are really caring people that can see this as a purpose for their own lives. This is a magnificent project and it's much bigger than we are, Uh, but the goal is to help these people get a leg up and to really, really help them with their life skills and their purpose and the direction in life that they can take.
3: So there's a real nonprofit structure that uh, people can enter into as volunteers or donors or, uh, you know, whatever floats their boat with this. And because we're so new, you know, there's really opportunities at all levels. Uh, You know, one of our mottos is nonprofit is a designation, not a goal. And so we are in fundraising uh, mode and, uh, but we also are in uh, program planning mode because this will be slightly different for each state and for each uh, prison actually that uh, and jail that we go into. So um, there's a lot of enthusiasm that we're encountering. We have people every day wanting to know more about that project. And so it is exciting. Uh, We are structured. We have the bylaws. We, you know, anything that a nonprofit should have and We can't wait to to see how this explodes.
4: We need ex-felons on our team. We need people who have been in prison, who have experienced the drawbacks of being in prison. We need people who understand the system. We need wardens. We need administration team. We We need lawyers. We need accountants. We need people on our team that can really help move this forward and know how to do it.
2: And then for the other group of people, the people that want to go from broken to beautiful, um, how can they take the full course? What, what can they do to work with you?
3: They can go to our website, www.newviewconcepts.com, and uh, fo- follow the instructions there. They, they will see uh, the coaches that are certified and the the different strengths that each of those coaches have and uh, then you know contact us our process is simple we do a like a 15 minute uh, call to to determine if we're going to be a fit and then a longer call to see how that would work a discovery call to see just how that would work and And typically individuals who are stuck, who are trapped, are on that hamster wheel of disappointment, uh, discouragement. Failure. uh, Depression. uh, Grief. Divorce. uh, All the things Mm -hmm. that typically you think of that leave individuals broken. Uh, We're not a therapy group, even though some of us are cognitive behavior therapy practitioners, but the the program itself fortifies the kinds of thinking, quantum thinking skills and capacities that uh, enable, well, in anyone that we've experienced to move ahead, to stop looking backward, to stop staying stuck uh, where they are and move ahead. So, the easiest way is uh, go to the website. There's also our contact information to uh, email us uh, on the Facebook. We, we have a couple of sites on Facebook. So we're pretty easy to contact. The
4: we book have, is, we um, have set up several different uh, groups and pages on Facebook, Steve. One of the uh, uh, pages that we have is New View Concepts. Within six or seven weeks, we have 55,000 followers on that page. Our other page, Go Broken to Beautiful, has about 16,000 followers worldwide. So this is a universal problem. Depression, sadness, trauma is a universal language. And so we're trying to help people overcome that. We also have a private group on Facebook, which is really—it's about two months old. It's called Quantum Shift for those broken by life, and we already have about a thousand members in there. But people can come in there, talk about their problems, and actually, our coaches are there to help people with their issues. They are experts, and they can help them walk through some of their issues. It's just been a beautiful, beautiful place for people to go to to discuss things that are really traumatic and, and, uh, life-changing.
2: The book is the Broken to Beautiful Manual. It is the manual for the whole Broken to Beautiful course. Um, it is written by Jesse and Renee Dunn. And I really appreciate both of you being here on the show with me here today.
4: Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much. Our website is newviewconcepts.com. We'd love to see you.
2: Message, ministry, mission, all of those things all wrapped up into one inside of this course, the manual, the book, all that Jesse and Renee are doing in this world. Really powerful stuff. I hope you will get involved um, either, you know, from a volunteer basis or even in your own life. You need to really work on that internal message. Your message matters. And you need to, first of all, be speaking to yourself powerfully so that you understand how important, necessary, and powerful you are in this world. And I hope you really will because then you will be able to live in this life as a thriving entrepreneur in all that you do. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. Say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
2: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I'm so excited to be here with you. In our first segment, we were talking about your internal messaging, the things that you say to yourself. And how you can really shine and thrive with the messaging that you say to yourself. And now we want to move to the external. The way that you can present yourself in books, but more importantly, in talks, in summits, in speaking. In doing the things that only you can do by just simply sharing you with the world. Um, And I'm so excited to bring this next guest to you to help you with exactly that your external messaging, because your
0: message does matter.
2: Join me in welcoming Kimberly Crow. Hey, Kimberly, how are you doing today?
0: Hey, Steve. Great. I'm super glad to be here with you and your audience.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
0: Sure, so um, I'm really glad to be here. I appreciate the time you're giving me to um, introduce myself, to chat with you, uh, and to interact a little bit. I am uh, I am a joint venture master connector, which basically what that means is I help speakers and entrepreneurs primarily uh, find stages and people and opportunities that they need to get in front of so that they can make a bigger impact in the world and give their contribution out there, because I believe that if you're not being seen, you're being overlooked, and I think way too many entrepreneurs hide behind the idea that they get all of their business from referrals, and they don't bother to get out into the world and really, really shine. And it's great if you have so much money coming into your bank account that you have to clear it out every day to make room for more. That's wonderful. If that's how much, you know, if that's how much business you have, and it's all coming from referral, that's fantastic. Um, But if not, you may not be making the global level contribution that you can make, that you could make if you were getting on stages and getting seen and heard in a bigger way. So if you're not being seen, you're being overlooked. If you're not being heard, your message isn't getting out there. And if you're not clear on your message, when you step up to the mic, then it's not going to have the contribution you want it to make before you leave this planet.
2: Absolutely. So, I mean, and then 2020, right?
0: (laughs) Got it. Okay. So two stages are uh, for a lot of people um, representative of like standing on a physical stage and talking to an audience that's right there in front of you. And COVID did massively affect that venue, right? That there is now very, very few stages. There are still some, um, and we can talk about those as well, but very few stages to physically stand on in front of a physical audience who showed up there in person. Um, and, And as I said, there are still some out there, but not very many. And COVID did dramatically impact that venue. However, there are a ton of other stages out there that we may be overlooking. And some of those are significantly easier Easier to access. For example, podcasts like this one, radio, well, radio shows like this one. There's a difference between podcasts and radio shows, Uh, web summits, webinars, um, virtual events that are three day long events uh, where it's all meeting in a Zoom room. There are Facebook Live series, there's YouTube shows, there's television shows, there's all kinds of shows out there and with stages that you can get on in order to get your message out to a wider audience. The question isn't really where are the stages because there's plenty of them out there. It's really finding out which stages you would be best to speak on in front of which audiences.
2: So does a person kind of guess themselves, this is the stages I wanna be on or do you have a program that helps them identify this is what would be best for me?
0: Uh, Great question. So we recommend um, that you actually get on stages in front of the ideal audience. Now, sometimes you'll be handed a mic to talk to somebody who's not necessarily your ideal audience. We actually recommend that you go ahead and take that mic anyway and talk because you never know when somebody's spouse or best friend or son or parent is in your target market, right? So if they heard your talk, you'd be like, ha, well, I'm not the target market for Kimberly, but I know somebody who is, who needs what she's got to offer. So we do recommend that you get on any mic if it's handed to you. However, we do primarily recommend that you go out and seek uh, stages in front of audiences that are your target market. So let's say, for example, you serve entrepreneurs, you're going to want to get on an entrepreneurial summit. If you serve hikers, you're going to want to get in front of an audience that does outdoor stuff, right? That enjoys maybe kayaking or something else that would be another outdoor activity so that you could talk to them about the benefits of the thing that you have to offer for hikers. Um, So it's really about finding your ideal audience, finding out where they hang out, what they watch, what they do, where they go for information, and then getting yourself on that particular stage so that you can give your message out to that world?
2: With having had the show for as many years, the first thought, of course, that comes across my mind that I know people are asking is, that must be really expensive then to have you do that for me.
0: Wow. Great question, Steve. Well, it doesn't have to be. And I'm here to tell your audience that you can do it with or without a, a, a service helping you. Um, we definitely have connection for you and we can talk a little bit about that. Um, and I'd be glad to share a link so that they can um, get information. We can put that in the show notes about what stages to get on and they can register as a speaker if they want to get uh, some speaking time or get out in front of a larger audience. Um, but you can absolutely do it on your own. And it's simpler than you think. Basically, when you're talking about your program, product, or service, if you're an entrepreneur, or if you work at corporate, you can say, you know, what this is what I do. I'm Kimberly. Uh, for example, if I, I actually have a little tiny audiobooks business. I sell um, audiobooks to authors. So I'll say, I'm Kimberly. I provide authors with a wider stream of revenue and a brand new audience by helping them create audiobooks. This year in 2021, I am looking for opportunities to get on stages in front of authors. If you know a stage that is in front of authors, I would love to get an introduction. That could be a podcast or a radio show or a TV show or web summit, webinar, live, Facebook live, whatever it is, right? Or a physical live in-person stage. Um, but I would love to grow my revenue by getting that. Do you know of it? anybody. And then they may introduce you to somebody. And this can be had at the end or the beginning of any conversation you have. So whether or not you were on with a client and they decided to buy your stuff, or if they decided not to buy your stuff, you can always say, Great meeting you today. Super glad we had this time to chat, Steve. Um, But before I let you go, I just wanted to ask um, one favor. I'm actually looking to get on stages. Do you know of anybody that you can introduce me to that serves this audience? And um, with that, you can find stages that sort of drop in your lap. And the other secret, like we'll move it to the advanced level but the other secret is that stages create stages so once you get on somebody's stage like if you were lucky and blessed enough to get on Steve Kidd's stage you could get on Steve Kidd's stage and then when you did other people would hear your talk and audience and uh for that's relegated to a particular audience and they may reach out to you and say hey Kimberly I saw you on Steve's show it was amazing I would love to have you come talk to my audience over here um or I know of somebody else that you Should speak to. And that frequently happened when I just started working on stage, uh stage doing speak to sell when I was doing authors. I would go to speak at a book club, and somebody else would say, you know, I have a book club in another uh, in another group. Would you like to come speak to that book club? Well, absolutely. So book clubs often had authors in it. That's my target audience. I would love to speak at a book club.
2: That's awesome. So um, let's talk specifically, since you know I work with authors, I know a few of them. Let's talk specifically a little bit for a little bit about audio for authors. What's involved with that and what service do you provide to them?
0: Well, we actually, um, one of the things about authors is that authors often overlook audiobooks. I believe, because my mother is not a big fan of audiobooks, and she's an author and also a reader, an avid reader, and she kind of believes that audiobooks are sort of like cheating, right? (laughs) They believe that that if you listen to an audiobook, you're not really reading the book, right? But you are consuming the content. So one of the phenomenon about the human race is that you have a a driver of about Uh, A third, a third, a third. A third of people are actually book readers. Like my mom, an audiobook will put them to sleep. They have no use for them. They're not interested in audiobooks about a third of the population actually only exclusively listens to audiobooks. They will not buy your book if you're an author, right? They're just not into it. They don't buy books that open and close. Um, And they really like the form of audiobook entertainment. And the third in the middle is sort of an either or. They can go either way. And I'm primarily an either or. Although I do now prefer audiobooks because I travel full time and audiobooks are harder to lose because they show up on your iPhone, right? And they stay with you no matter what. And if you lose your iPhone, that's a different matter altogether. But um, audiobooks are a great way to get in front of this audience that is exclusively or at least partially an audiobook listener. Now, the cool thing is only one in 20 books is created as an audiobook. So that means that if you're brave enough to step into the world of audiobooks, and it really doesn't take that much bravery, it just takes an opportunity to say yes. Um, If you step into the world of audiobooks, that means you've wiped out 95% of your competition in that medium. How cool is that? You're one of 20. You are the creme de la creme.
2: So do you then do the voiceovers for them or you teach them how to do it themselves or how do you do it?
0: Great question. So a little of both. If you have an, an author who's like, no way am I reading that book, that's too much work, or I don't have the voice for it, or I'm nervous, or it's just not my cup of tea, we have a ton of audiobook narrators that are professional. And if you have a book that is a character-based book and you are not an actress or actor by nature, we actually recommend that you turn that over to a professional. It doesn't have to be super duper expensive, um, but we do recommend that you turn it over to somebody else to voice that book for you because audiobook books are rated not just on your content, but also the voice of the book. And if your voice is monotone or doesn't have the right character or the right lilt to it, Or if you're a male reading a female part or a female reading a male part and it's too much of the book, it can become distracting. So we really recommend that for fiction, you consider having a a, a professional narrator do that. Now, in nonfiction, if it's a book about yourself, if it's a personal memoir, oftentimes those work really much better in your voice. And we encourage the author to at least consider narrating their own book. If they don't want to, of course, we can hook them up with a professional narrator that can do that for them. Uh, But if you want to narrate your own book, we strongly encourage it if you are narrating your own book. In the same way, if you're giving out advice, for example, if you're a tax professional and you're giving out tax advice, it's really great to have that book in your voice because then when you get business from that book and they hear you personally, they're connected with you because you're speaking directly into their ear physically vibrating their head with your voice, if you will. So you might as well make sure that that's your voice and that you're connecting on that deep of a level. So it can be done a variety of ways. And we do actually teach people how to narrate audiobooks. I have a class about how to narrate audiobooks for yourself and others and do voiceover work if you love doing that. And if you don't, we have a service that's a done for you service that will pretty much package up your book, uh, give you an opportunity to hear a variety of narrators and pick the narrator that you like, and then go through the process of getting it narrated. We do all the heavy lifting, and at the end, you have an audiobook on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible available for sale, and you get the royalties from it. Every book that's out there actually does have audiobook royalties. I don't know if your listeners know that, but they all have the right to to have an audiobook done. You should be exercising those rights and getting into that medium so that you can get access to the listeners who really want your content, but may not be book readers.
2: Do you then um, have the ability to do cleanup for people's audio if they record it themselves, but it isn't necessarily so great?
0: (laughs) Great question. So yes, uh, we do. We work with a stable of what we call audiobook engineers. And we farm our uh, business out to them. We can definitely recommend or orchestrate that for the authors themselves. Most people are just like, could you just do it for me? And we definitely do that. Um, And we work with the, if you narrate your own book and it does have some things on it that need to be cleaned up, we can definitely do that. Sometimes it'll need to be, pieces of it will need to be re-recorded, And then we just go back to the author and ask you to re-narrate that particular portion and then we tie it all together. Uh, You don't have to reread the whole book, just a little bit of a portion of it, and then we sew those pieces together uh, digitally, and we produce your audiobook for you that way. So yes, if you would like to do it, but you don't know much about audio engineering, you just send us the audio files, and we take it from there.
2: It's a perfect tie-in between the two of those two, because you're talking about speaking and about the audiobook, Um, and I know one of the things that becomes the most frustrating for me is when somebody has somebody else's picture and worse yet, somebody else's voice that then they want to get up on stage and you see the person on stage and you're like, you don't look anything like your book or sound anything like you.
0: (laughs) Yep. And that could be because it is them, but it was an old picture, but it also could be because it's not actually you. Very good point, Steve.
2: What are we talking about cost-wise for getting yourself, um, well, let's start with the audio book for, you know, for having somebody do an audio book for you.
0: Yeah, so um, it can be done in a variety of different ways. You can do it with somebody and do most of the production yourself, or you can have it completely done for you. Um, And there are all kinds of ranges in there. I have seen audiobook services with a professional done for as much as 10 or $12,000. There is one out there that's for $20,000. I don't know what they're doing with that extra cash other than putting their kids through college. Um, But you can actually do it all by yourself if you want to take on all of the work. Most of the people that we work with fall somewhere in between and our services are $2,500 for a book that's completely done and marketed within 90 days. So we help you find the narrator. We actually get do the uh, auditions with the narrators. And then we have a 20-step process that makes sure that the audio is completely pure, that it will be approved by iTunes, Audible, uh, Amazon, and Audible. We actually get it up on those platforms for you. Uh, we make sure that the credits are correct, that the, uh, that the cover is done properly. That all of the work to get an audiobook done is complete. And then once it's up, as many of your authors know, the work is not done once it's produced, right? It actually, now we have to market it and we have to get people to buy it. So we actually have a huge, what we call five golden methods to be able to market your audiobook. And that goes out on a ton of different Facebook groups. Um, we blast it out to our own personal list of audiobook listeners. We actually reach out to some people that we work with that do audiobook reviews and ask them to review your book. And if they do, we actually there's rules about that. You cannot tell them that they have to give a five star review, um, but you can um, you can ask them to give an honest and in- encouraging review. But they are if you if you are seen to be tweaking or telling people that they have to or paying for reviews, uh, those reviews can be removed. So we work with people who've reviewed over 300 audiobooks already. Then they become part of our stable. Of reviewers, and we reach out to them and ask them if they want to review your book for you and give it a review. And we have such a good rapport with our reviewers that they, if they actually don't like one of our books, we'll have an email come through that says, "Hey, Kimberly, didn't really like that one. Do you want me to leave a review, or should I just pass?" And we're like, "Yeah, if you would just pass, that'd be great." Um, so w- although we can't tell them what they can write, uh, and we sometimes get blown away by the amazing positive reviews that we get because we don't orchestrate any of it. What um, we, we have a relationship with them so that you won't necessarily get any nasty reviews right out of the gate. And that is super helpful because audiobooks, very much like Netflix is or like IMDB or um movies, it, it is very much based on the reviews that they get rather than just necessarily the content that's in there. So people really do look at review reviews. And as a matter of fact, iTunes, Amazon and Audible rank the book based uh, and in search results based on the reviews so if you search for something called game of thrones for example you're going to get the highest rated game of thrones audiobook followed by the other rated uh, game of thrones audiobooks and it will be it will pop up in that particular order so reviews are everything when it comes to audiobooks and that's part of our secret sauce is getting your book reviewed
2: Mm, that's amazing so um pull the curtain back behind for me and talk to me about getting on stages and share with me the same of that. And I apologize, my camera is messing up here, so I'll be off camera for a second, but go ahead and answer that.
0: that's fine. So the link between getting on stages and making sure that you are seen and heard in a really positive way um, is is really the opportunity to get out and be seen by your customer base, potential customer base, and people who have influence over your customer base. Uh, So if you have an opportunity to get on a stage where you're talking to the people that can buy your stuff, fantastic. But if you're not and you're you're on a stage with an influencer over that group, even better. And If you are on a stage in front of a totally different group, but you can talk about your stuff, it's a really good opportunity to build rapport with larger audience. I believe that if you can get on a stage, you should grab the mic and have an opportunity to talk. But that comes with a little preparation. You've got to be able to prepare, make sure that you have your stories, make sure that you have your message, and make sure that it's going to resonate with your audience. Now, here's a a little pro tip for some of the people in your audience. If they are out there looking for stages, um, there are introverts and extroverts. And the introverts usually have trouble grabbing the mic, right? They have trouble standing up and saying, yes, I want to speak in front of thousands of people potentially. Um, Podcasts can be a really great entryway for them because it's really just a one-on-one conversation with somebody else that later on gets put in front of a larger audience. Uh, Facebook Lives are a little bit more intimidating because they're usually not recorded and it's sort of uh, a little bit more nerve-wracking. And that's where we get our extroverts starting to come in. And the live performances often are very good for extroverts. But in live performances, the extroverts actually have a different problem altogether. Extroverts have trouble making a point. They love to grab the mic and they love to get up there and shine. But then, they're, then people are like, wow, Kimberly was full of information, but I really don't know what to do next. So I always encourage people when they get on a stage before they grab that mic, make sure that you know two things one, at the end of the talk, how do you want your audience to feel? And number two, what would you like your audience to do? What are the things that you would like your audience to do after your talk is finished? So as for my extrovert friends out there, of which I fall into that category, uh, make sure that when you get on a stage that you know what you want your audience to accomplish. And we might think that we do, but unless you say that to yourself before you get on the stage, you really aren't following a specific point you're just sort of rambling on the stage people might love you but they're not necessarily going to buy your stuff or move forward in the funnel with you did that help
2: yes it absolutely did um, i have a follow-up ah oh, okay it is working it said it was muted but it was uh, uh, all right microphones um, <laughs> I, I do have a follow-up question for you on that though so with modern you know, with, uh, you know, you're going to be on a virtual stage. Um, We're going to talk about in this particular case where they can see you, not just a podcast. Um, What is kind of the sweet spot these days for the offer that you make from stage price-wise?
0: So it can be really anything. Um, I am recommending that you have a variety of offers. It could be an offer for something that is uh, $7, which they call a tripwire. I'm not really fond of that phrase because you don't really want to trip your customer on the way in the door, do you? But um, it's, an, it's a, a low price offer that people wouldn't necessarily have trouble pulling the trigger on right away. Um, before that, I actually recommend a freebie, a downloadable, something that people can get a little bit more information from you by giving their email address. You can always give out your website, which is actually a step before that, but that's really a very passive way for people to take action because you don't know anything about them. But if they grab your downloadable for free, now, you know, at least they're interested in your topic and you can reach out to them again. That $7 spot is really good to uh, have people move forward and decide to become a buyer with you. And then they've engaged in that level. And then the final, uh, not necessarily final, the next one up from that is um, is would be like a $197 offer where they'd engage at a very higher level. You could have a $47 offer in there somewhere. Um, and then from there, you would have maybe a $500 program. Beyond that, I really wouldn't recommend that you have a program at a, what we call a higher end offer, like a 5,000, 10,000, $25,000 offer. You certainly should have those, But oftentimes people try to drop that on a podcast and there's no relationship built yet. There's no, you know, there's no warm fuzzy yet. They're just starting to get to know you. It's dropping a $25,000 offer on a podcast is a lot like proposing marriage on a first date. You just don't know. Like, I mean, it's possible you could pull two aces from the same deck and make that work, but it's not very likely. So I definitely recommend that you have sort of a slope for people to come in on and sort of ease their way into building that know, like, and trust. So- The answer to your question, like, what should the offer price be? It depends.
2: I like that. I think you did a good job of walking through some suggestions on that, though. And do you help people, um, you know, if they're like, well, you know, I know I want to be on stages, but I'm not sure what to offer, do you help them figure out what to offer?
0: Uh, absolutely. And that's part of the evaluation that we do um, through our program. And we help people figure out what's converting. And if it's not converting, why, right? Maybe they're in front of the wrong audience. Maybe it's the wrong price point. Maybe it's the wrong offer. Most of the time, I find that people really struggle with knowing the what their audience wants. Oftentimes we'll say, oh, like for example, with me, I knew for sure that audiobooks were a really cool thing, right? And I knew that every author needed one because only one in 20 authors actually pulled that trigger. However, I also knew that, that author's I figured out along the way through sort of that black and blue rule, like trying it out, that authors didn't really like audiobooks. They thought they were cheating, right? So when I would come in and I would say, Hey, authors, I do audiobooks, and I'd have a big chip on my shoulder, they'd be like, mm hmm. <laughs> and when I changed my language to turn it in about them instead of about me, it really made a huge impact. So now I say, I help authors get a wider stream of revenue and a brand new audience by creating audiobooks. And what that does is it makes it about what they want, which is the more money and the more people instead of the audiobook itself. And that's the mistake I find a lot of entrepreneurs make. They talk about their widget, their thing, their their the thing that they offer and they never bother to think about what the people want to buy.
2: Mm, I appreciate that so much. So I know there's people that are going to want to go deeper with you both with their book as well as getting on stages. How does a person, you know, start the process with you?
0: great question. So I actually have, um, for the audiobooks, I have a company called I'm Hearing Stories, and I'll give you a link to uh, check out the uh, a couple of downloadables. One of them is Seven Ways to Get More Discoverable as an Author, and the other is Six Reasons Your Book Needs to Be an Audiobook Now, and I'll be glad to give those free resources to your group. And then also, if you want to get on stages, I would love for you to come fill out our speaker registration form, and whether you are in the green room that you just need a little bit more practice, whether you want to rehearse, get on the rehearsal stage and practice a talk that you've already got, or whether you're ready to get mic'd up and get on a stage, we have a program or product that that you might be interested in looking into, and we can help you take your next step on that journey.
2: Kimberly, thank you so much for all the information. We could have gone on for an hour, I'm sure, Um, and, and we'll have you back again, but thanks so much for spending some time with us here today.
0: Steve, thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate your style and love how you're showing up in the world. So thank you for bringing this and making it available to such a wide audience.
2: I love Kimberly so much. She is so much fun. Um, I hope that if you ever get an opportunity, you do go to Speakers Playhouse, uh, any of Kimberly's summits. They are great. Powerful people. Amazing stuff. Um, And she does a great job of making opportunity for people to share their message with the world. Your message absolutely does matter. Who you are in this world is not an accident. It isn't something that just, uh, you know, there was extra material and so God made you too. There is not an imbalance in the oxygen to carbon dioxide flow in the world, and so therefore we put another person in the planet. You were born absolutely for a reason, because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose, and the world absolutely does need you and I want you to understand how important your messaging does matter to yourself. Both the things you say to yourself inside as well as the things you express to the outside world. It's so important, it's needed, it's necessary, and it's something that all of us need to be experts at doing. Both talking well to ourselves as well as just simply sharing who you are while it's called today. I hope that you gained a lot out of that and that you will work on both your internal and external messaging this week. I'm so grateful to have spent some time here with you today on the radio. I hope that you are happy, safe, warm, and loved, and that you know just how powerful your messaging is And that your message matters as we all thrive to live as thriving entrepreneurs.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.